Hello, and thank you for joining me for another Bible study uh, podcast, if you will. I'm enjoying uh, doing this for you and hope that you're enjoying listening to them. Uh, Today, we are going to consider a very difficult thing to do, and that is to control our tongues. It is an amazing thing to think about how such a small thing can get us into so much trouble. I know most of the time that I, when I have trouble, it's when I say something uh, wrong or I might say something right, but I say it in the wrong way. And so the tongue has a way of reminding us of how much progress we still need to make in the Christian life and growing up um, just in, in general. Uh, the tongue has a way of reminding us uh, how much progress uh, we truly need to make. Our tongues can be a great source of conflict with other people. The tongue will reveal our pride to others. It will also it can also be a great encouragement to others. And so um, it, it is a uh, it, it's a very powerful thing uh, for it to be such a small part of our body. So let's look at James 3 and see what the Bible says about our tongues. We'll look at the first 12 verses together in James chapter 3. It says, Not many should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is mature, able also to control the whole body. Now, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we direct their whole bodies. And consider ships. Though though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness, is placed among our members. It stains the whole body, sets the course of life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish, is tamed and has been tamed by humankind. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With a tongue we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring yield fresh water. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for life. We thank you for your word. We ask that as we look at your word and as we examine uh, what it says about our tongues, we ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, that he would guide our thinking, that he would guide our uh, thought process as we consider your word today, and that he would also help us to control our tongues. Help us to be the godly men and women you've called us to be so that we can share the love of Christ with those around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we look at this passage of Scripture, the first 12 verses of James chapter 3, we first of all see in the first verse there that teachers will face a stricter judgment. And so whether a person is preaching sermons, teaching a Sunday school class, or leading a Bible study, they must understand that they will be held to a higher standard than those who do not. 
The Word of God is not something to be handled with a complacent attitude. Every time that we approach the teaching or preaching of the Word of God, we ought to approach it with fear and trembling, understanding that it is the Word of God, that God is going to hold us accountable for how we handle His Word. And so a teacher must approach the Word of God with reverence and a deep understanding that he or she, that being a teacher, will be accountable for what is said regarding the Word of God. And of course, uh, those of us that are pastors, uh, we will face a harsh judgment or a stricter judgment, if you will, uh, for how we preach. And so the man of God uh, should be diligent not only to prepare the sermon, but to prepare the preacher as well. And so as we think about those teachers facing a stricter judgment and how they, how they handle the Word of God and how their tongues relay the Word of God to others, we also need to understand that we all stumble in many ways. The wording here in verses 2 and 3 indicate that we have different struggles, but there is one that is common to us all. If we do not stumble in what we say, we control the whole body. And so what he's saying here is that uh, we all struggle with controlling the tongue. Controlling the tongue is a very difficult task. And, and so the, the, the tongue can be controlled for a while. Uh, I, I know that. I know that from my own life. We know that from practice. But we also know that a person can get in just the right situation or the wrong situation, if you will, and, and just see what happens when, when a person is pushed into a corner long enough or the buttons are pushed long enough, then that person might snap and lose control of the tongue. And so we must be mindful of how easy it is to sin with our speech that we, uh, whether it would be in anger, snapping at someone, or telling a crass joke, or speaking of something that shouldn't be spoken of, or using uh, what we, we would describe as adult language, we, we do not need to have those type of things in our lives, but we must use our tongues uh, for the glory of God. Now, James continues on in verses 3 through 6, and we see in these verses that the tongue is very powerful. Let's look at them together. It says, Now, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we direct their whole bodies. And consider ships. Though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how small fire sets ablaze a large forest. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness, is placed among our members. It stains the whole body, yet it, it stains the whole body, sets the course of life on fire, and is itself on fire by hell. Oh, what a, a, a condemnation we have on the tongue here. And, and we have to agree with Scripture as we think about how the tongue is, our speech, and what comes out of our mouth, and how that Scripture really points to us and helps us to understand how difficult it is to control the tongue and how powerful it is in our speech. Like a bit in a horse's mouth or a rudder on a ship or a spark in a dry forest, the tongue is able 
to have great effect. Just a couple of weeks ago here in South Mississippi, we had a burn ban in order. And the reason for that burn ban was that there were very dry conditions in our area along with a breeze, and all it would take is a spark in the right place And that spark would have caused a wildfire that would spread throughout our community. And the damage would uh, would have been just uh, unfathomable if a spark had got out and caused a fire. You think about what happened in Hawaii just last month with the fires that raged there. It only takes a small spark or a small flame to cause a wildfire. And the tongue is the same way. You, you take somebody spreading gossip through the church. That would cause a fire to spread throughout the church that would be detrimental. We need to be very careful in how we relay information to others. And we don't need to gossip about people. We don't need to spread rumors. Uh, even if it's the truth, uh, if it's unwholesome, we don't need to spread it either. I can remember my grandfather saying that it's never right to tell a lie but it's not always right to tell the truth. And so uh, just because we have information does not mean we have to share that information. You know, some of the things that we think about and read about the the tongue uh, in Scripture, and we'll see in the next few verses, is that the tongue, it both blesses and curses. It is both boastful and arrogant. It tears others down. It builds self up. And the tongue it deceives. The tongue, as James stated, is a restless evil. Uh, Again, it is a restless evil. That tongue in your mouth is a restless evil. Look at verses 7 through 10 with me. It says, every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. Listen, no one can tame the tongue. This truth is in verse 8. He says, but no one can tame the tongue. And it should not be taken to give us license to give the tongue freedom. No, not at all. Should we just let the tongue run rampant simply because Scripture tells us that no one can tame it? It should cause us, though, to understand that we need the Lord's help. We can't tame it on our own, but with God, all things are possible. The tongue can be tamed with the Lord's help. And so we need to rely on the Lord to guide our tongue, to guide our speech, to, to help us with that. And, and as we, we think about these things, we think about the tongue being a restless evil, we, we need to understand that we need to rely upon the Lord. Uh, so in verses 8 and 10, we see the most terrible thing about the tongue. We praise God with our tongues and then curse people who are made in the image of God. We, we need to be very careful about this. The, the, the very thing that we use to praise the Lord on Sundays, maybe in our prayer time, maybe during the, the week when, we, when the Lord comes through with, for us or we receive a blessing, we'll, we'll bless the Lord, we'll, we'll glorify Him, we'll praise Him with our lips and our tongues, 
But then we turn around and we have a, a bad customer, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, a customer service experience where we don't get our way or, or we see somebody on the side of the street panhandling and we put them down or, or we put another person down for something that they did. And the, we, we have this trouble in that we put down God's creation. We put down people that are made in the image of God and we still we try to praise God with our lips and, and with our tongues. It, it's it's an evil thing for us to do this, to to praise God and yet tear down and insult His creation. And, and so I want to encourage us, uh, encourage us all, myself included, uh, to be careful. Uh, you know, Jesus said in Matthew five verses twenty one and twenty two. Uh, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. Whoever says you fool will be subject to hellfire. And, and so there, there's condemnation for how we use our tongues. And we need to be wary of that. We need to understand it and be be aware of it and understand that uh, not only is the tongue a restless evil, but also here's the fact that is troublesome as well, is that the tongue indicates what is in the heart. In verses 11 and 12 of James 3, it says, Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring yield fresh water. And then you go back to Matthew 15, back to the book of Matthew, and in Matthew 15, verses 16 through 20, it says, Do you still lack understanding? He asked. Don't you realize that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this defiles a person. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adultery, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slander. These are the things that defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. And so these are the words of Jesus telling us that the the things that come out of our mouth— the things that we speak, the things with our tongue uh, that, that are vile and murderous, the, the things of our tongue that put others down and slander, the, these things come out of the heart. That's where it comes from. That what we say, our speech, is indication of what is truly in the heart. And, and so as we think about the tongue and controlling it, we can understand the best way to control the tongue is to clean the heart. And only the one who is born again can truly claim, can truly tame the tongue because we must have clean hearts to control our tongues. And for us to have clean hearts, the Holy Spirit has to do a work inside of us at salvation in which we are washed by the blood of the Lamb. And so as we have that cleansing that comes, from, from salvation, then our hearts are changed. It, it's cleaned. It, it's washed white as snow, if you will. And we are able to speak truth. We're able to glorify God in spirit and in truth. 
And we also need to be aware of using that tongue for things that do not glorify God, because as the Spirit is taking up residence inside of our heart, when we use the tongue for sinful means, it grieves the Holy Spirit. And so we need to use the tongue for praise, for edification, for uh, to, uh, for ad- adoration of the Lord, to build up each other, to to help one another, to encourage, to to share the gospel, to use the tongue for the glory of God, and that can only be done with clean hearts. Now, all of us, we if we've been saved and we, we've uh, been saved for long enough, we realize that we have times when we fall into sin. We have times when we do wrong. We have those times. And so what I want to encourage us as believers to do is to be quick to repent of our sins. Whenever we sin, to be quick to repent of it, quick to ask the Lord to forgive us, quick to uh, turn from that sin and to let the Lord cleanse us. Because as we sin, we dirty our hearts, and the dirtier our hearts are, the worse our speech is. But the cleaner our hearts are, the cleaner our speech will be. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the day that you've given us again. And Lord, we ask that you would give us clean hearts, that you would purify us, purify us with a refiner's fire, And we pray that you would be glorified in and through us and that our speech will point others to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you once again for joining me, and I hope you have a great week.